T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Expecting this, good beat, Paulie. I wanted to give you credit for. I mean, I think whatever week it was. Okay, it, I think it was February sixth when Fifty's album hit twenty years. I drove home one night, and now my drives home from the fan include uh, an extra 15, 20 minutes because they close the Holland Tunnel every night. So I got to drive through the Lincoln Tunnel, through Weehawken, through Hoboken to get back to downtown Jersey City. So that gives me a little bit longer of time. And for the most part, I listen to Salicata when I'm driving out or, you know, whoever's filling in, I'll give them the first, you know, give them their open. But I've been stacking up albums. I've been going back. And I think, you know, we had the show the night of Get Rich or Die Trying's 20th year, and I've been doing it since then. Like So I went back and listened to all 50s albums. Then I went to the G unit. Then I went to Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, even the game. Like we forget the game had two classics out of the gate. But then last week, I went back and started listening to Marshall Mathers, Eminem, and the first two Eminem albums. And man, it, it was a time capsule. It was time travel. It took me back to like where I was listening to Eminem. And Eminem could never drop those albums now. and i'm like yo i was listening to eminem and rapping some of these lyrics and shout out to my brother rest in peace i remember he got mad at me one time i can't rap the lyrics um but there's this song that eminem has with d12 called uh purple purple hills the edited version and uh i used to know the i used to know the whole song i used to know so many eminem lyrics without knowing the meaning and uh i would rap though really, it's my brother's fault my brother was the one i didn't own any of the albums my brother would would buy the albums and then play them in the house and then play them in the car so i would start learning the words and uh 
I remember he got mad. He had, like embarrassed me in front of his friends because he was like, "Yo, don't, don't say that. Like, don't you don't rap those lyrics. You don't say that stuff. You don't know what that means." But uh, in in Purple Hills, there's a part where Eminem says, uh, "Everybody in the house with a people people know the rest of the the, the lyrics." Everybody in the half, everybody in the house with a half a, not I meant, sit down. Like I rap, I remember rapping that point, and one of his boys overheard me, and they looked at me like, "What? You know about that?" My brother like took on like a parenting tone. He's like, "Hey, don't rap those lyrics." And I did used to get in trouble for going to school and being in the library or random places and rapping rap lyrics. There you go. <laughs> hey. Hey, now I'm about to go back tonight as I drive home and listen to, uh, listen to the D12 albums. Man, I've been a mushroom mountain once or twice, but who's counting? Like, I used to rap this whole song as, like, a teenager, and uh, I didn't get in trouble to it till I rapped Eminem's verse. Uh, cool, calm, just like my mom with a couple of inside a palm. And my, my brother, yeah, Paul's looking at me like, hey, you're, you're cutting it close for live radio with these lyrics. But yeah, man, like man, I've been I've been driving home and queuing up queuing up old albums, and it started with February sixth, twenty years since Fifties album Get Rich or Die Trying, and I, it just took me back to being like a teenager and how much I played that album. And then you know, music does that. Music is time travel. I love music. If I wasn't doing sports, I'd be doing some type of DJing, rapping, some type of music. I, I used to think I would be on one of these radio stations here in New York as like a personality and, you know, jumping into the time machine and going back and listening, listening to the first Eminem album and the second Eminem album. I'm like, this is out of control. This is why he sold so many albums. This is why there's so much controversy. Some of the stuff he said, you had to listen. You had to go buy the album. And it wasn't as easy as you just being able to stream it on your phone. You couldn't get it as easily. But yeah. That was, there's my little tangent. Uh, tonight, I think I'm going to queue up D12 and uh, listen to that first D12 album. And uh, who knows? Anyway, as we get back to the sports, I just was reading a couple of sentences from Joel Sherman in his article that he put out tonight. And I've spoken to Mets fans about guys living rent-free. I honestly thought that uh, Carlos Correa was going to be a guy that all right, he's going to live rent-free in Mets fans' heads because you almost had him for three weeks and then you didn't. But then when I realized he's in MLB Siberia, he's in Minnesota. Nobody's going to be talking about Carlos Correa in Minnesota. Even if he's an MVP caliber player, who cares? We're not going to be talking about him here in New York. And then there's Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom, I think, has a little bit more of a chance to be spoken about here. I know Evan's going to be weighing in all season about Jacob deGrom. And if he performs well... And now you're looking at the Mets rotation. Kodai Senga has to adjust. Jose Quintana just went down. We expect Verlander to potentially get hurt because of his age. I don't. I think he's in shape, and I think he's going to be up there for the Cy Young again. I'm I'm a Yankees fan. I've watched too much Justin Verlander dominating the Yanks. But uh, Scherzer, Scherzer might miss some time again. Uh, DeGrom, if he balls out. There's going to be a lot of fans talking about what could have been. Now, Joel Sherman brings up Jared Kelenic, and he writes that Jared, Kel- Jared Kelenic has homered four times in his first six spring games. All blast, none pulled. Both Kelenic and his Mariners bosses view this as validation of work he did 
this offseason. The article goes on to speak about the Edwin Diaz trade and the perception and how perception could change this year based on what Kellenic does. I'm going to go ahead and get in front of that one. Edwin Diaz already showed you who he is, what he is. He was an all-star last year. He didn't get the opportunities that you thought he would get to be the closer for you in October. He got his money, and I think he's going to be the same guy, maybe more so. I wouldn't worry about Jared Kelnick and um, what he's going to do in Seattle, but I do expect the Mariners to be good. And Joel Sherman just wrote a whole article about it for Mets fans if you want to go read about Jared Kelnick and uh, Edwin Diaz. Don't let another player live rent-free in your mind. Okay, 11-11 approaching, one's on the clock, make a wish, wish for something, and then go get it. That's what I do. I'm a combination of wishes at 11-11 from the time I was probably 11 to all the way now. Let's take the rest of the calls I've got for the night and continue talking sports right here on The Fan. Harvey is in Dix Hills. What's up, Harvey? Welcome back. Hi, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here, always. Pretty good. Before I talk about what I want to talk about with you, your your producer had a great show last night. I was able to listen. Unfortunately, I was working and had a little bit a little bit of time to listen. And uh, we re- we relate to things about you guys say in the air. And uh, Paulie had said did what I did. Uh, he had a honeymoon, went down to Florida, was able to watch baseball on his honeymoon. I did the same thing. I got sick on my regular honeymoon, so my my wife who supports me in my uh, sports obsession. Uh, I took her to the uh, Hall of Fame induction in Cooperstown when uh, Catherine Chunter and Ray Dandridge and Billy Williams were inducted. And uh, wives can really help your life, believe me. My wife does, and I'm sure your wife does too. I think I've said that to you before. Absolutely. So, Paulie, if you can want to ask Paulie about that. But anyway, uh, I want to talk about the push play. Now, you know, I game play, I game plan play uh, football. I try to. And uh, we always look at the uh, the quarterback sneaks and say, "Look, everybody's pushing to you know to get uh, to go to the end zone." Well, this play has been had a lot of life to it. It was illegal, then it was legal, then it was illegal. I think it should be illegal uh, because uh, I remember the Bush play. I don't remember what year though. I think it was 2005. The Reggie yep. Bush play where Liner was pushing to the end zone. I think then it was. I think it was illegal then. Then in 2014, I think I read somewhere that it's legal. Now it's uh, it, it was illegal and legal. And then the Eagles made it famous this year because I think they did 36 out of 39 quarterback sneaks. And uh, before I go to to Daniel Jones, what do you think of that play? Do you think it should be legal or illegal? I think as long as nobody is lined okay, yeah, let me up. Say in something. The... You're my one of my quarterback mavens because you work college quarterback, and I, I feed off that experience that you have. So. Yeah, and I love running quarterback sneak once we get to the one-yard line. That's an easy touchdown. That's an easy easy stat pad. Uh, give me that. I'll, I'll I'll take it on the ground, or I'll go airborne and, and break the uh, goal line. We've got we've got a video to, to prove that. I, I scored plenty quarterback sneaks. I think but it's fine. the same way they do it, where no, I, I never had portion, and either another player can push the no, running back. I never back. had any help. I never had like as far as you know pushing my back. I mean, I had the the offensive line push, and uh, you know the center, and I'd pick a side right or left to go, and, and you know really like I said, I, sometimes I would just be airborne and put the ball over the goal line. If we're from the one, uh, I've got long enough arms, I can jump over and, and break the plane. 
But I never had anyone push me. And in the but NFL, they do it now. I'm saying, yeah, you, in the NFL, they have a running back being pushed by another player you have that pushes the quarterback. Travis Kelsey, who's small, but you have that offensive line. They're beast, and Kelsey is one of the best centers in the league. He knows how to get low, you know, lower than the lowest man. Low man live uh, wins, and then uh, you've got um, Jalen Hurts, who is you know a 600 pound squatter, following up right behind him with AJ Brown, who's a monster, pushing him. No one could stop that play. That was an effective play for them to get one, two, three yards whenever they they used it. It's hard to officiate. Imagine having two linemen pushing a running back into the quarterback into the end zone. Yeah, no, it's going to probably get outlawed as far as having someone in the backfield lined up to give you that extra push. I think they will remove that, but you can't remove the quarterback sneak. I remember when they initially put it out there. I'm like, well, now we can't run QB sneak. We've, We've gotten rid of the kickoff. You can't touch the quarterback. We don't know what a catch is. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, but I think it was 2005, because I read it, I think, two weeks ago, where the Reggie Bush play, so then that was illegal. Then they made it legal because they couldn't officiate it. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, that was college, and yeah, it was 2005. I'm looking at it now. That was uh, Reggie Am Bush. Am I correct in my stats? I don't remember. Yeah, pushing uh, Matt Leinart against the Trojans. No, against they're the Trojans. Against uh, no, Notre Dame. Against Notre Dame. If I remember correctly, yep. right? USC versus Notre Dame. I remember watching. It. I love that season. I honestly, uh, I wasn't a USC fan, but I, I, I was in high school then, and I was admiring those guys uh, as I was going to play. I don't know. I think they're going to outlaw someone pushing the quarterback. You can, but you can pull. You can't push. Is that ridiculous? What do you mean? You can pull? Yeah, you can pull people over the. Line. You can't pull them over the line, but you can push them over the line. As far as I read, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. When you, when you said pull, the first thing that came to my mind was like a, a guard pulling. I'm like, what you, it, it's a play that needs to be. I mean, to review that would be insane, right? Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, Daniel Jones, I want your opinion as a quarterback. Now, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody does. I don't have the facts exactly. You know, I can't predict it. Except it seems to me, that's my opinion, that Daniel Jones and the Giants are a match. Daniel Jones is at I don't know how many systems already, and and the Giants need him. So I don't. I remember Brady. He took less money almost every year to have a particular player he wanted on the team so that they can win, and they did win. I think it's very my personal thing, and Daniel Jones will probably put a pot over my head. I think it's a selfish act if he takes a few million dollars to gra- grab practically when in fact the Giants did so great last year. And I think that he has a way. And Barkley is is a very important part of their offense. I think I think that they can work together to get this to get Jones signed for a few, le- you know, a little bit less in salary. The Giants. I know. What is your opinion? You think they yeah, will think do it? They won't do it? We're in the eleventh hour on my show and on the day here at WFAN, and they're about to be in the eleventh hour of. No, so, you know that's absolutely true, right? They're, they're about to be in the eleventh hour of this negotiation, and we'll see who blinks first. But Who do you I just, think will blink first? I think Daniel Jones. I think if, if we're getting close to this, you know, if it's 3 o'clock and Daniel Jones' representation is, you know, trying to play hardball and they started with, you know, 45 or $48 million, which is ridiculous just so they can say, look, we, we came down yeah. $10 million to 38 I think that when it, when it gets close to it, Daniel Jones is going to look at the amount of money that's on the table and also understand he's a smart guy. He's a Duke guy. He's also going to stand, hey, like, I don't want this to drag out. I don't want to hurt the team. I I understand we're up against the cap. I think he blinks first to say, yeah, this is all right. Because the Giants, if they want to see this thing out, like I said, this could go past the uh, 
This could go past the draft. It could be the type of thing where they're like, hey, well, we tried with Daniel, but like we had to put a, a hard like line. We had to draw a line in the sand on what we could and couldn't do for him. And so we're going with Tyrod Taylor. We're going to draft a, a rookie quarterback. And uh, good luck to Daniel in Carolina playing for the Panthers in his home state. But I just don't. I think don't it think that'll there. be a good thing for the Giants. <laughs> it wouldn't be. I really don't. I don't think it actually gets there. But that it, it goes back and forth to like who blinks first. The deadline is tomorrow. Uh, by the time I get on the fan tomorrow night, we're gonna know if that deal gets done or if they have to franchise tag him. And I know that they're they're saying they're willing to franchise tag him, but I just don't think they're gonna. And I don't think but, he wants them to. I think ultimately his people representing him, they're gonna have to. They're gonna get to a point where they say, "Hey, Daniel, this is this is as much as they're willing to do. Is this okay? Is this good enough?" And uh, he'll have to say yes or no tomorrow. He should serve, you know. He should appreciate the fact. Uh, look, I'm not in his in his situation. Let's face it. Is that the Giants actually? I I believe that they probably had thoughts of cutting him when Dable and Shane came in. But the fact of the matter, he has skills, and I think they can they can uh, potentiate each other. I really do. Yeah, I think both sides want each other. They don't want this to drag out. They don't want this to become negative. Uh, and I think they meet somewhere in the middle. And you you got to kind of compromise a little bit. And I think Daniel Jones potentially will. Harvey, thank you for the call. Uh, I don't know. I'm a fan on the fan. I'm guessing I'm speculating like you guys are. But we will know tomorrow. We will know when that deadline hits, whether it's the franchise tag or whether they come to a deal. And I think there's a good chance they come to a deal. And I can't wait to see what that deal looks like, what that deal breaks down into. Because... For these last couple weeks where we're hearing about these numbers, I'm just like, Daniel Jones Daniel Jones doesn't even strike me as the type of guy to, to come in and be like, I'm worth $48 million. Like He knows that he's not. And he knows that this team needs some help. He's the quarterback of the team. He wants that help. That help is for him. So at 25, yes, he deserves his money. The kid has been through a lot. Um, you know, the, the guy, he, he literally went through everything here from being the number six overall pick and fans going viral, crying about the Giants picking him to, you know, how many times have we talked about him being booed at Yankee Stadium and and fans just not thinking that he was going to ever be the guy. And even into this year, man, when I heard the story about them running plays and telling the defense against him to see how he would react, I'm like, that's cruel. (laughs) If I was in practice and the defense knew what was coming, and I couldn't complete a pass, or I couldn't get a first down, or I couldn't get it going, I probably would have spiked my helmet in frustration. Like, what is going on here? Why can't we get a yard on these guys? Oh, they know what's coming. They did that to test him, and he passed that test. And I feel like he passed every other test this season. He took care of the football. He didn't turn it over. He stayed healthy. And even when he was banged up in the beginning, he champed it out. He went and played in London. Got the win against Aaron Rodgers. Kept the Giants undefeated in London. And then when the Giants, it felt like, couldn't win for a month, he was able to shake that off. They they changed the offense a little bit. Okay, we can't ride Saquon that much. It's on you, Danny Dimes. Run the ball. Throw the ball. Lead us to victory. And he did. And then he balled out in Minnesota twice. Second time, ended up being a playoff win. And there's money that comes with that. Um, I don't know if you guys follow Spot Rack. But anytime you're looking for a player's contract and you type in Daniel Jones' contract, it comes up on SpotRack. Well, the guy that started it has a Twitter account. And on March 4th, he said, here's what a five-year, $200 million contract for Daniel Jones and the Giants might look like. And I guess this is a guy that 
He knows his stuff. $85 million guaranteed at signing, a $50 million signing bonus, $120 million through 2025. And then the cap hits are structured like $12.5 million for 2023. That's great. That's fantastic. And then $42 million in 2024. That's a lot. I think that number can even come down. And then these next numbers before we go to break here, they're just too high, but whatever. I don't know. If they structure it like this, maybe. I think they're going to come somewhere under this. 2025 would be a $45 million cap hit. 2026 would be a $50 million cap hit. 2027 would be a $50 million cap hit. And the way that the NFL is uh, trending and and the way that these quarterbacks are, are making this much money, it doesn't sound ridiculous. It just sounds ridiculous today for Daniel Jones. He goes on to say the key number here is the $30 million for 2024 roster bonus, which includes the Giants uh, as a fork in the road. What we saw with Geno's contract today and Derek Carr's contract is after two years, these teams are setting it up so they could get out of this. And last but not least about, you know, Daniel Jones and this whole situation, you heard me talk about the quarterback situation with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and the contract situation. They defaulted into that. It was so dumb how they got there. They should have locked him up sooner. But now this year, after Dak leads the league in interceptions, he threw the same amount of interceptions as Daniel Jones threw touchdown passes. He's a 49-point-something million-dollar cap hit for the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Jerry Jones sucks. He's the worst. He's cursed. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take a break here. Call me up, 877-337. A six of six, two more sixes. And uh, we'll be right back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the photo. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Definitely uh, Montel Jordan, but could be um, Slick Rick. 
No, I couldn't. This is, this is how we do it. This used to be a go-to for me when I had to do karaoke. I don't have to anymore because I don't step into those type of situations. But, man, I've crushed that song doing karaoke in random places. Um, I did that at House of Q in uh, Weehawken, I think. No, I think I actually did Drake there. Where was... Oh, I know where I was. I was in uh, Jersey City at the Golden Cicada, the old Golden Cicada, not the remake, but shout out to the new Golden Cicada and the people that own the place. They were super nice to me when I popped in there. But I remember popping in there. I'm like, there's no karaoke? I'm like, this place is known for karaoke. And I think back in like 2018, I went in there. I think it was February 2019. It was just after 2018. I went into the Golden Cicada. It was like a rite of passage downtown Jersey City to go into Golden Cicada and you know, perform a song and drink their beer. I think it was a Chinese-owned bar, so they had specifically, like, Chinese beers and, and liquor. And I, I would love to go back there and, and uh, meet the guy, the original guy, but I can't. I think he, he obviously sold the place and there's new owners. But uh, that was a moment for me. I got to go back to my old journals. I, I'm unlocking memories. I remember just being down in, in the dumps. My wife was like in Mexico partying at someone's uh, bachelorette party. I think her friend Teresa's bachelorette party. And I was just home by myself. I was unemployed. I had interviewed at MLB that month, struck out, got ghosted by them. I had interviewed at Foot Locker Foot Action for a social media manager gig there, got ghosted by them after two rounds of interviews, struck out. So it was like a Friday night. And I was by myself, and I lived walking distance, less than five-minute walk from Golden Cicada. And I just went in there with a couple bucks. I was down in, my, in the dumps, in my feelings a little bit, just feeling like, you know, I'm broke, I'm unemployed, I don't have a job, and, and my wife is gone, and I'm alone, and what am I going to do? And there was this old guy that owned the bar there, and I don't know, I guess he saw something in me. He, he gave me a free shot beer. I kind of loosened up. Bought a couple drinks, performed, uh, this is how we do it. I didn't sing it like that. I'm playing around because I'm on the radio. I would have done it way better than that, of course. <laughs> but this uh, older Chinese man, I'm not sure if he was Chinese, older Asian man, he like touched me with like the hand of God. He could tell I was down in the dumps, man. He, he gave me... This necklace, I uh, still have it with the golden cicada on it for, you know, performing a song. And he was like, listen, you're going to be great. I see greatness into you. You're going to speak to a lot of people. <laughs> and I don't think he knew that I'd be on WFAN, but I think he could tell that I was obviously in the bar by myself. And, uh, you know, looking for some advice, looking for a friend, looking for some positive energy. Man, you don't know. I have another story like that with a woman I met in a post office in Bayonne. You know, so many people, uh, when I was, you know, down and out, I guess they could just, you know, feel my energy and they gave me confidence to keep going. I was getting a passport in Bayonne and uh, this lady, she's, she said a similar thing. She's like, you reminded me of Tony Dorsett. She's, she was a very religious woman. I got to go find her, actually. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I see you talking to a lot of people and reaching a lot of people. She's like, I'm seeing Tony Dorsett. And I'm like, maybe because I'm a Dallas fan. She's like, I don't know. She's like, there's something about you. And then I, you know, fast forward. 
And I was actually in Bayonne getting a passport because I thought I was going to go to London. I made the top three finalists for this Marriott activation that the NFL was doing in 2018, sending an uh, American ambassador to, ambassador to London. I, I thought I had it. I thought I, I won it. Um, I had to get a passport, though. And I went to the post office in Bayonne to get the passport. And I got to find this lady. She blessed me. With, you know, she, like, had some vision. She saw something. But, yeah, ended up not getting that, striking out again. And I guess a message for you guys is life is full of striking out. Life is full of thinking you're going to get something, thinking that uh, you're involved in something, thinking that you're going to win, and then the chair gets pulled out from under you and you find yourself on the ground. And you can stay on the ground. You can sulk and you know go to a bar and get drunk but the next day you better get up and do something about it and that's kind of what I've always done and that was way before I ever thought I'd, I'd be here so hey let's get back into it man let's get back into the calls about 20 minutes left of my show I want to shout out Dan Duggan who I've had on he covers the Giants for the athletics oh, there's a lot of smart people that work for the athletic and Dan Duggan is kind of just answering fans right now that are asking him about the Daniel Jones situation. And he says, um, or a fan wrote to him and said, if DJ gets tagged, it likely forces the Giants to lose Saquon and potentially not add any more weapons, which likely results in a poor season from Jones. He would lose so much money. Giants for sure have the leverage here. If Jones's camp can't, they can't be that naive. And then Dan says, this type of take would be more valid if the tag locked in tomorrow. But they can still negotiate a long-term deal for months after the tag deadline. Giants would still be motivated to get Jones's cap hit lower with an extension to avoid the doomsday scenario you outlined. And then he says, remember 2021 when Leonard Williams got tagged a second time and they reached a deal that was very favorable for Williams the day before free agency started? It's a negotiation. One side has to blink first. I'm like, he's literally tweeting things that I've been saying. I said this can go on further than the tag deadline tomorrow, but we're going to learn tomorrow. Whether they ta- whether they get a deal done before then, whether they actually tag him or not is one thing. If they do tag him, it doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to play on the tag. They could still negotiate, but then, you know, one thing leads to another. What does that do with Saquon and his deal? We'll see. We'll see. Tomorrow will be an interesting day here at The Fan. You should be listening uh, from the morning show to Tiki and Tierney to Carton and Roberts and then uh, the the bridge show, whether that's C-Mac or Tommy, and then I'll rejoin uh, after the Nets play. Dave is in Brooklyn, New York. What's up, Dave? You were fingering a six-foot-eight-inch Montel Jordan, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> and all he stood was six eight, something six, like eight. that. Right. <laughs> six eight, he well, stood. I- and the people exactly. the money that he made was good. Yeah. Right. Well well I'm I want to talk about a guy who's six seven and the money he makes is pretty good too. Yeah. And let me tell you something, Keith. Okay. This strike zone thing is not going away with uh Aaron Judge. Uh three hundred and sixty million dollars they put into this guy and they can't even get a strike zone, a true strike zone from these umpires. Yeah. Bring me it, it the robo-umps and the automated strike zone halfway through this nine-year contract. Exactly. And let me tell you what I would do, Kate, all right? Because I noticed this in 2016, and then I noticed it again in spring training in 2017. This is what I would do. I would take the team off the field. I'd say, all right, everybody <laughs> off the field. 
everybody off the field into the clubhouse. We're forfeiting this game. Boone's getting certainly there. In spring, <laughs> certainly in a spring training game, without question. And then drop that meatball into the umpire's locker room. Let them deal with it. And then it would all come out. This is a crime they're committing against this man for the last eight years, and nobody can seem to stop it. Aaron Boone is going to have a heart attack with his pacemaker in his chest, right? The Yankees claim that they have called the league president, or I should say the MLB president, that they have called the umpires union. Nobody can solve this problem. Take the team off the field. Take them off the field. That will wake everybody up. I promise you. I would have done this in 2017. I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, nobody can solve this problem. Judge is the Boone type. cannot solve it. Judge will be like, hey, Boone, no. Hey, guys, come on. We got a game exactly. to play. We can't, you know, exactly. can't pull but the whole you know team what? off because of my strike zone. Yeah, but you know what? It would have changed everything. Eight, nine years ago, they should have taken the team off the field. And then, guess what? The announce, the, uh, the press, Joe Sherman, the rest of the gang, we're the umpires. We got to talk to the umpires. What's nine going on years here? ago, who was who was getting the the bad calls nine years ago? Oh well, whatever. You know, seven years ago, since 2016, I'm saying um, <laughs> nine years ago, Judge wasn't even drafted yet. I don't think. Right, but you know what? But then again, I'm sure Judge was dealing with it in the minors. He's been dealing with it yeah, since he was a teenager. He's a freak. He's a, a a rare commodity. Thanks for the call, Dave. I mean, Judge is six seven. His strike zone, they don't adjust. You know. Even w- especially now with this pitch clock, it's it's quicker, and I expect that to keep umps on their toes. I expect their strike zone to be better because it's less time in between, right? They're they're locked in on the strike zone. They know what's a ball and a strike. Who knows? We're we're getting ready for robo umps anyway. You just heard me say, get me robo umps in the next four years, max five, because Judge is going to need that. That's going to help Judge out, man. Judge. Is making forty million this year. Is Daniel Jones worth forty million this year? Can Aaron Judge actually adjust to how they're calling strikes on him though? Isn't he that shouldn't. An... when the ball is coming across his cleat? Like he's getting but he's getting rung coming... up on strikes that are at his socks. Then can he adjust? If yeah, he knows they're going to, if he knows they're going to call those strikes on him, can he just hit the ball? No, you don't swing at those. And and but if they're call, if they're going to call him strikes. That, that's my argument. You can't. He's so disciplined. He's gonna in his die approach. on his morals. It's not die on his morals. It's like I'll take one strike. It just sucks when you see him get rung, rung up on a low strike. It's like, come on, you know that this guy is six seven. You got to adjust. But no, he's not gonna expand his strike zone. He's gonna stay disciplined, and he'll just take it. Like we've seen him. That's why I just said to to Dave the last caller, Judge would never do that. If if Boone motion he never the, complains, he he doesn't. He just he he literally just has this like you got everybody love compares Judge, everyone complains for him. I've never seen Judge really get frustrated at a home plate on for him. No, he might turn his back and say something yeah. to the ump, but you never really see him break character or get upset. No, or he's not losing he's his not top like, like Paul O'Neill or like no, other guys. Because it's because it's the way that he plays the game, right? Brian Snicker recently like approached him and I don't know for some reason it made my Twitter feed and he was he was just giving judge credit for how he approaches and plays the game the guy is different and that's why he's making 40 million a year I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to get that 40 million a year for this year but maybe the year after Mike is in Clinton Park New York on the fan hello Mike hey how's it going great show 
Thank you. Thank you for calling. Do you feel like uh, Daniel Jones is worth $40 million like Aaron Judge is making? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> One is well, way me, more well, valuable to his team, his city, his franchise, the history of the game? Well, listen, I'm a Giants fan, and this, this is my thought on it. And, 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 and I have a quick uh, jet point, too. Um, you know, uh, Carl just got like $37.5 million, right? So uh, Jones has has uh, been through pain and suffering with the Giants. So I would put that as a a pain and suffering fee. So now you're up to thirty eight and a half million. And then um, uh, Dable and Shane, they have this quarterback like right there. So that's a convenience fee. So now you're at thirty thirty nine point five million. So yeah. there you have it. When you get the when you get to the checkout point, when you actually look at the cart and break it down, it's like, uh, we have to yeah. pay this guy. Yeah, and, 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 and you're actually paying for someone in years twenty six to thirty versus thirty to thir- to to thirty three. So you gotta look at it that way, I think, a little bit. Um and then also, you know, the Jets, the, you know, the one thing I, I don't hear people talking about is, is uh, Douglas. And, you know, he has like, now, if you think about it, the two biggest whiffs, he whiffed on on the uh, rookie quarterback because he's horrible. Zach Wilson. And he yeah. may have whiffed, whiffed on the uh, coach. Mekhi Becton. Oh, and, uh, he, and maybe no. he did whiff on Rob Sala. I don't think any right, of us are right. sure on Rob Sala as a yep, head coach. Yep. yep. So so that's what I'm saying. So let's say they get some stuff. Gap, gap uh, uh, quarterback, right? Or even, even Rodgers will say, okay? So let's say they get Rodgers and they don't make the playoffs. Well, you're going to look at the coach. And then you're going to look at, well, now um, we got we brought in this, this quarterback, which we should have never brought in because our first round uh, draft pick quarterback was a bust. Mm-hmm. Douglas is going to be in trouble because those are the two biggest mistakes a GM can, can make. Um, the quarterback and the coach at at the same time. So I'm going to listen and uh, and 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 hang up now. And uh, great show, Keith. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we do got to put the spotlight on Douglas a little bit. I think all of their jobs are on the line. Didn't they just hire Nathaniel Hackett after he had the worst head coaching debut we've seen in a long time? Like you get you get Nathaniel Hackett with the thought that. He is the bridge to Aaron Rodgers and communicating with Aaron Rodgers. I bet Aaron Rodgers isn't returning his text right now. He's He said he's friends with Nathaniel Hackett, but he's not in the inner circle. So what happens if you miss out on Rodgers and you have Nathaniel Hackett as your offensive coordinator? And what if he's no good with the quarterback that you end up getting? What if this offense fails? Changing the offensive coordinator is huge. I know they can't really fail more than they failed last year. Would they go to the last six, seven games without scoring a touchdown? You know, something to think about. I think there's multiple guys on the hot seat. So Aaron Rodgers or Bust really is probably their mentality inside there, but they got to have a plan B in case Aaron Rodgers is just like, I don't even think of you. In my darkness retreat, I didn't even dream of you. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take a break here. This is the last run of my show. We'll be right back. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, I'm not going to waste any time. I don't have that much time. I think I have like six minutes left. Maybe a little bit more. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm trying to clear four calls. Let's see if I can get through all four. I'll say your name, where you're from. I'll go to you and give us your take or 
thought. Brad is in Middletown on the fan. What's up, Brad? It's been a long time, Keith. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for holding. Thanks for waiting. Thanks for calling in. Hey, no problem. Listen, I got to throw a question at you. Now, the Yankees got a got a tanglement problem. They got Hicks and Donaldson, which who, they can't give away. So why can't the Yankees just designate these two guys for assignment or just release them, eat the contracts, um, trade IKF, or whoever you can get. You got Peraza and Volpe up. Why don't you put Peraza at third base because he has a very strong arm. He has a great glove. Put Volpe in his natural spot, which is shortstop. Leave uh, Torres alone. He's 24 years old. He's going to have a breakout season. Now you got a young infield that they can actually rely on um, uh, the first baseman. His name escapes me for some strange reason. Anthony Rizzo, and, thank you for the call, Brad. Just for time's sake, I'll go from there. There's no way that they make those moves right now. They're going to make sure that they absolutely don't need Josh Donaldson, Aaron Hicks, right? They're not going to move. These are veterans. You hear me say all the time, they die hard on their trades and their contracts. Those are two guys that they traded for from Minnesota. Those are two contracts that they fully knew they were going to have to pay regardless of what their production was. I expect to see Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks to start the season, potentially starting in third base and left field. As far as Oswald Peraza, I don't think I've ever heard of him playing third base. Not saying he can't, but I think the kid is a shortstop. And before we move him from his natural position, his true position, let's see him as our opening day shortstop. If anyone is at third base moved, it'd be IKF, who won a gold glove there. Don't forget about DJ LeMahieu, who also has played third base for your New York Yankees. He's under contract for another three years. So I uh, I don't know. I, I, I know we're in a rush to let the kids play, but like that can happen in time. Let Hicks fail. I saw Hicks drop a pop-up in left field in the first inning of the game tonight. That's not great. But the Yankees are going to die hard on the trades and the contracts that they make because they did that. So they're going to see it through with these guys. They're going to give them another, another opportunity to fail. And if they fail that much... They're going to get them right up out of here. Danny is in Syracuse on the fan. Go for it, Danny. All right, Danny's not there. So we're going to go to George in Bridgeport, Connecticut on the fan. Hello, George. Hey, Keith. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. But hey, real excited about the Knicks, obviously, like everybody else. And, uh, you know, last night's game, I got to tell you, late in the fourth quarter, when quickly, we just you know, he was having like almost an out of body experience the way he was playing. And but late in that game, he started getting you know. I gotta say, uh, Evan was talking about it earlier. You know, uh, you know the histronics, the dancing, the prancing, the old stuff. And I was even it was the game wasn't wrapped up. It was a close game, and he's dancing and doing all this kind of little goofy stuff, you know. And I was getting all like, oh my god, they're gonna lose. He's got to be a little more cutthroat, a little more ruthless, cold blooded. And you know what? They won the game. He had a great overtime, great second overtime, and I kind of like it. It's a little extra juice, and it gets mm-hmm. a little goofy, but I I thought the great quote that Tibbs had after the game when he was asked about everybody having fun, and he said, winning is more fun than having fun is fun, and I thought that's a great quote. Man. Hell, yeah. Great call, George. Thank you. What I think about that as I'm watching it, there's a, there's a phrase that they use. I mean, people used to say this uh, when I played football growing up, right? When you score a touchdown, act like you've been there before. 
So for IQ, getting a chance to start, getting a chance to play 55 minutes, getting a chance to go off for 38 in TD Garden, he did not know how to act. He could not act like he's been there before. He was he was literally having an out-of-body experience. He was lighting it up. He was dancing, and he's young, and that's part of his thing. And you know what? He is a God-fearing man. He's a respectful young man. I think he does well in interviews, post-game and stuff. I really had no problem watching him celebrate after he was going crazy. He was going off. He understood the stage. And it's the Celtics. It's a rivalry. It's New York versus Boston. Dance it up. Have fun. Have a good time. Because you have been on the Knicks taking losses. It also trended last night. I saw a bunch of pictures of how they graded him as a D overall, like a, a D plus overall, rather, when he initially was drafted. Uh, they looked at him as, you know, a bust or a guy that was drafted too high by the Knicks or a mistake. I don't know. And I saw that in his funny CBS Sports HQ. I guess somebody put it out on CBS Sports. Shout out to CBS Sports right next to us, right here in the same building, same studio. But he was the 25th overall pick, and I kept seeing the pick pop up. Grade D plus for Emmanuel quickly. And you know what? He shut a lot of people up uh, this whole year as six man of the year type, and then he got an opportunity to start, act like you've been there. I can't. I can't act like I've been here. I've never gotten to do this. We're playing the number two ranked Celtics that went to the finals last year. I'm lighting them up. You guys thought we were going to lose without Jalen Brunson. Here we are. I'm hitting shots. They're going down. I can't control myself. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to dance. I'm going to celebrate like I do. And maybe in a couple years after this is regular for me, I'll act like I've been there. Jerry is in West Point, New York on the fan. What's up, Jerry? Hey, Keith, how are you? I had a call in. I got to tell you why. Two things. Hey, I'm a diehard Giant, but you and I are very opposite. I'm a Nick, a Ranger, <laughs> Giant, and Met fan. So, <laughs> awesome. But it doesn't matter, man. Dude, because here's the deal. You are, and I had a call, I was going to talk about Danny, and I will talk for a second, but you are a breath of fresh air, dude. You're going to be a dad, which is going to change your life, and you're awesome on the fan. I, I just wanted to call. I go back a long time, man. I go back to Howie Rose. That's how old I am. So when he used to be on a fan uh, full-time, you're awesome. You're best of fresh air. I listen to you every night. I never call in. Thank you. But Appreciate I had a call you tonight because I listened to your story about being down, you know, when your wife was away and all that kind of stuff. And I listened to a lot of stories. You're great. You're great on the radio. Just keep plugging away. and Look where you are, man. You'll have your show in the daytime. Don't worry. You'll have drive time someday. Don't worry about that. You'll get there. Trust I'm, I'm fine um, with my nighttime spot. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I know. I'm cool I with this. <laughs> Hey, I got you, baby. Yeah. Listen, um, but listen, they're going to sign this guy. He's either going to wear the glass slipper or we're going to run him out of town. It's going to do. It's going to be that way with him. And I was there for the Colt game when they when they clinched and they cheered him and we love him. You know, as a fan. Yeah. If he signs for forty million, he better play like he's forty million. He will, but he needs some will. weapons around him to play like yeah. he's worth that much. And that's why he. And that's why he has to take a little rest. All right, folks, that's all we've got. I got through the rest of my calls and whatnot, but Salicata's coming up next. And for any Mets fans trolling Salicata, it wasn't his fault. It was Timmy Trumpet's fault. We've been over this. Timmy Trumpet literally said he was coming back to perform during the World Series. This guy said he'd never watched baseball before, but now he's a Mets fan. So call up and talk about Timmy. It's not Salicata's fault. Think about that. Timmy Trumpet touched the money 
all over Narco and Edwin Diaz entrance music. That's where you went wrong. Keith McPherson on the fan. That's all the time I've got. I'll see you tomorrow after the Nets game. I'm going back to Jersey. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.